This is an Eye on Annapolis special update. Hey, joining us on the phone this morning, as we always do, because gosh knows we can't meet anywhere in person anymore, but <laughs> I have Chris Schock, who is the president and CEO of Leadership Anne Arundel. And I know that about a year ago, Tim talked to you uh, when we were over there at the Two Producers studio. And welcome back. How are you? Thank you. I'm I'm good. I'm good. And I'm really happy to be here and, and get to chat with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, in, I say full disclosure, not that it needs to be disclosed, but hopefully we'll be seeing more of each other. If uh, I have applied for the Leadership Anne Arundel flagship class, and uh, if Chris has a brief lapse of sanity and decides to say, okay, I can come in on there, um, I, I am kind of looking forward to it. And um, we wanted to talk a little bit about Leadership Anne Arundel this morning and just to sort of pull back the curtain a little bit about what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a organization that I've known about for decades, uh, decades, yeah, easily decades. Mm-hmm. And, yep. um, and it's you know, sort of a mystery as to, to what it does to a lot of people, I think. And it's just a, from what I gather, it's just a great organization. It's a great way to bring leaders into the community, uh, to people that are looking to make a difference. Uh, yeah. in, in their own lives, in the lives of their immediate community and their extended community through Anne Arundel County, Annapolis, or wherever it may be. Um, yeah. And uh, and obviously there's a networking component there as well and a, and a huge time commitment, which is really where I have not stepped up to the plate to even consider this uh, with three kids going through you know high school and college and everything else. And right. the timing is right now for me that I'm able to do that. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. My fingers are crossed that... Uh, that the cards may fall in my thing and I maybe get accepted into this, but that's, uh, that's that. But thank you very much for hopping on. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Yeah. I, um, so we are right now in the process of confirming our class for flagship 2021. So we graduate our class classes start in September and they go through the whole um, kind of school calendar year, graduate in June. So we're about to graduate the class of 2020 that we were talking about when we were together about a year ago. So I came on board as president and CEO just May 1st, um, a year ago. So I've just come through my first year on this side of things. I went through the class myself in, tw- in 2006. So I've been longtime alumni and fan of the organization, but had the opportunity to stay on in this role just a year ago. And um, so it's my first year being on this side of things, you know, being on the staff side, uh, watching not just our flagship class, which is the one that's, you know, going to start again in September. And that's our, our, you know, key program. But also for the last 20 years, we've had a neighborhood leadership academy as well. And they will graduate as well. They start in January and graduate in June. They'll both graduate together. Um, we're actually doing a virtual graduation on June 23rd for both our flagship and NLA uh, classes. So it's been an incredible year since we last spoke of just you know going through this the first time on this side and, and going through each of our program days for flagship and then you know coming up to the COVID crisis needing to shift onto a virtual delivery of our of our program. It's really been a bit of a wild ride. So I'm very happy I, to get to reconnect. I, I imagine it really has. <laughs> and you keep mentioning these classes. Okay. So, and this is, I hope not a, uh, you know, nine to three, get on the school bus at seven o'clock in the morning and uh, you know, have to have to play sports right. in the afternoon or anything like that type <laughs> of a thing for yeah. the school year. Yeah, no. So it's, um, so we start in for flagship specifically, we start in September with a two day retreat. And so that retreat is really the foundation when the class comes together. And typically it's a class of 40 to 45 people. One of the really 
unique things about this program is it brings together people from businesses, from you know the corporate world, as well as government, um, individual citizens, nonprofit leaders. So whereas there's loads of as you mentioned, networking, you know, there's lots of networking for businesses. There's lots of community organizations you could be part of, but LAA really brings together, you know, it's kind of the nexus of all of these different areas that come together in one. So that two-day retreat, really people put aside, there are no name tags during their retreat to tell you where folks are from. So you're not meeting, you know, Joe CEO from such and such company, you're meeting the individual people. And there are very um, mindful activities to really kind of break down some of the kind of social walls we might typically have when we walk into a room with a name badge. Um, And people really bond in that retreat. And that sets the foundation. And then monthly, we get together one day out of the month. It's typically the second Thursday of the month. Um, We do get together typically around 8 a.m. and go until 5 p.m. But it's not, to your point, like school where you're sitting and, you know, listening to people talk at you all day. It's as experiential as we can get it. So things like, you know, behind the scenes tours. And each of the days are different topics. So we start, um, you know, after the retreat, the first topic is government day. So we get to a behind the scenes tour of both our state and county government to understand, you know, really how our elected leaders make decisions and how those processes work. Um, so ideally, if any of us are called to testify for a specific bill that would impact us, we will have had an opportunity to see how that works and um, demystify that a little bit. So that's government day. We go from there to economic development day. There's cultural arts and work our way around the, the year, the calendar on these different topics. Um, So again, what's cool is that you've bonded with these people from all these different areas, corporate, government, nonprofit, and so forth. And then you're going month by month in these topic areas, really digging in and getting a behind the scenes understanding. So you're building relationships on both of those tracks, so to speak. And I think that that's what really makes it so unique is you you get a, a behind the scenes understanding of your community and you're building relationships with people who are also committed to having an impact in that committee, in that community. Um, so I think that's some of what makes it so unique. Well, I think, I think it's interesting that you say that there's no name tags on that first retreat. And uh, back in a prior life, before I moved down to Maryland, I lived outside of Philadelphia and I used to volunteer with a fire fire department. And one of our big fundraisers was the Philadelphia Folk Festival. We did a, uh, a pancake breakfast and we used to run tractors to pull people from the farm where this festival was held to the thing. Mm-hmm. And it was always so neat to talk to the people because this drew a crowd of, you know, from all over the place in all walks of life. And I'm sitting there and uh, I'll tell a tale out of school, but there's somebody is, uh, you know, back in the thing smoking a joint. And I'm like, <laughs> so what do you do? He says, oh, I'm the DA in Philadelphia. You know, I, oh, I, I mean, or something, you know, or, or you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm this high priced lawyer or I, I'm this and that. And it's so, right. you know, it, it was a really, it was neat because you, you know, they all had shorts on, they had three day beards, they all smelled, they, yeah. you know, it was, it was a real equalizer to bring everybody in and, and eliminate the names and eliminate the titles. And you yeah, know, this is and, Chris, this is John, and let's see what we can do. Well, and that's what's unique too, because you're with these folks then for about LA, LAA is through, you're with these folks for the year. So you do come to learn who they are and what their roles are. And you get to learn so much about them and their passions and their roles and all that as you work through the year. But to your point, the foundation is not in who they are and their roles. So it's a great combination because you, you, you do get to learn from all of their experience and what kind of draw that you know, drew them to their roles, but that's not how you're starting to know them. And I think there's something really powerful about that. What defines a successful flagship class for you? Uh, obviously, there's the completion of that. I mean, where, what is, what is the goal of leadership Anne Arundel to this flagship class? Okay, I mean, I can tell you that, uh, you know, Dr. Arlotto, his goal is to 
graduate 100% of the people that pass through their high schools in Anne Arundel County right. um, on, on to college. So all, all of them graduating certainly is, is, you know, but what graduation means, so they're going to graduate in June. Um, many, there's a project component to the, the flagship year as well. So while we go through these days, these, you know, session days that I've described, also in that retreat, opening retreat, everybody commits to a project. And um, so you you work with a group of five or six people on a, on a project. And then you, when you graduate, some of those projects live on. Um, Bike AAA is a great example. John Corrin, when he went through the program um, several years ago, his project was by AAA, and that has lived on as its own nonprofit. Not all projects do. Some are, you know, smaller objectives or goals, and they wrap up when the when the year wraps up. But in answer to your question, whether it's with their own projects that they went through in the calendar year or in the flagship year, or whether they're inspired to participate in one of the nonprofits they learned of, really success for LAA is that we have provided the resources, relationships, the connections that our graduates feel empowered to make that difference. That you know that they're inspired to be in the class, so that they'll get those resources to be able to proactively be part of their community. Um, and that you know when they graduate, they feel like they've built those relationships. They know they can pick up the phone and say, "I'm a graduate of LAA," and the person on the other you know line is a graduate too, and they're going to be able to help them you know make the connections and really fi- forge their pathway to make the difference they want to make um again so many in the interview process or in the um application process too will share things that they'd like to be able to accomplish in their community and they don't necessarily know who and how to do that so really when they graduate they should have that those tools to be able to you know have the impact that they want to make where do some of your where have some of your graduates gone? I mean, we've talked about the programs. You talked about Bike AAA, um, which is a is a great organization. I mean, where where do you see where are some of where are some of your graduates now? I know that where are they now? Yeah, I mean that's that's a great question, and it's funny. I've over the last year, as I start to talk about some of our graduates, it always feels like such a catch twenty two because you'll leave out so many. Really, in all of the key institutions, LAA graduates are quite literally everywhere. Um, Senator Pam. Beidel is a graduate from years ago who, who I'm very excited. She's going to um, be helping us put together our government day for this coming year. Um, so from, you know, our elected leaders, um, Senator Ed Riley. So many of our elected leaders are graduates. Um, most recently through the COVID crisis, Monica Alvarado is a, a graduate, I think, of the flagship class of 09. But she's been amazing with the Feed Anne Arundel initiative Incredible. Um, that she's developed. So from, you know, from our elected leaders to grassroots leaders who see a problem and, you know, she, she was running her restaurant, you know, she, she didn't have a vision to create a nonprofit, but this crisis came along and she, you know, looked to how she could have the biggest impact and came up with this amazing initiative. Tori Bayless at Anne Arundel Medical Center is a graduate of our executive leadership series class. You know, you really look at every key institution, Don, Dr. Don Lindsay at Anne Arundel Community College. And, you know, these are some of the key leaders at, the, at these institutions, but they're also committed to putting their teams through. So like every class year, we have someone from Anne Arundel Medical Center, someone from the college, um, you know, throughout NSA puts folks through. So, you know, all of the key institutions have folks who go through. Um, it's it's really Ricky Smith at um, bought at the BWI Airport, you know all the key institutions typically sponsor someone through a class, and then again as I shared, you've got you know those are the major institutions, but then the smaller nonprofits, the individual citizens who are inspired, you know come to that as well. So it's not just a class of you know the big institutions. It's a really beautiful mix of key stakeholders, individuals, not for profits that make up 
the whole mix. Well, it's funny that you you mentioned Monica, and I know Monica. I don't know that much about her background. Uh, you know, I know she's got bread and butter kitchen. I love to walk down there yeah. and get a, get a breakfast uh, burrito every now and then. But <laughs> yeah, um, and and with feed Anne Arundel has been phenomenal. And there's a, a woman who has probably not worked as hard in her life as she has in the last three, oh my God. three months. And she's just absolutely incredible. But I think, and I, and I don't know what her prior background before bread and butter, and again, depending on when she graduated, but uh, you know, there's somebody that has a arguably one of the smallest little restaurant businesses in Annapolis mm-hmm. that leadership Anne Arundel was a benefit to her. Uh, yet you also have some of the largest companies in Anne Arundel County, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be Northrop Grumman or whether it be uh, yep. you know, any, any number of them. I mean, I'll date myself, but Eric or, you know, some of the uh, yep. Rockwell Collins. Some of and- our, yeah, some of our board members, um, you know, who are our key leadership right now went through when Eric was Eric, you know, and they've graduated many years ago and they're, you know, alumni and they've, we have a great constituency for that are from, you know, what used to be Eric. Absolutely. And current class member in Northrop Grumman, John Corrin had retired from Northrop Grumman. That's a neat thing too. You know, you mentioned considering that, you know, we're thinking about going through the class previously, but your life, you know, and, and your obligations, what, you know, didn't support that at the time. I, I can see it as kind of that game of uh, jump rope when you're kind of trying to figure out when your time is to jump through, you know, jump in. Um, some people don't step up to LAA until they retire. We've got um, somebody in the class right now who um, moved to Annapolis after her husband retired from a career in uh, Montgomery County. And she had been a lifelong volunteer, just tremendous um, leader in Montgomery County as her kids went through school and created nationally recognized volunteer programs in Montgomery County. Well, they moved to Annapolis and her main goal was where's, where are my, you know, energies best utilized here. She didn't want to spend the next, you know, five years trying to figure out where she should put her energy. So that was her purpose in, in jumping into LAA, um, you know, at a, at a different point in her lifetime than, than others might. It really is a matter of, you know, what you're driven to accomplish and when your life, you know, time and energy permits your, you know, committing to that one day a month and, you know, the project type work and that kind of thing. So there's no right time, I guess, is what I'm getting to, to, to participate in LAA. It really just depends on, you know, when, it makes sense for your life, you know, for your time and schedule. Well, that makes that makes me feel feel a little bit better there that, <laughs> that I've delayed and put put you off for a year. I know that you know my yeah. parents sort of instilled in me, you know, sort of a, a mantra of learn, earn, and then return uh, as you mm-hmm. as you live through your life. And um, I love that. You know, I love that. I've done done the learning. I'm still working on the earning. I mean, I'm not to the point mm-hmm. where uh, you know I'm not a not going to be doing any Bill Gates stuff in, in, my, right. in my lifetime, but, uh, and, and return. And, and the thing that, you know, they also instilled on me is that returning does not necessarily mean, uh, pulling out the checkbook and writing a check. Uh, right. it is equally as important as to, uh, you know, if you've got a specific expertise, maybe you are a talented singer, that's a, you know, starving artist type of a thing that you can donate, uh, some of your talent there that's there or the time or just, you know, a volunteer, maybe you can walk along the street and pick up trash uh, on, yep. you know, and, and adopt that street to make that thing. I know Bumper Moyer in Eastport does the uh, Neat Streets Eastport where they get a team yep. together and they paint the curbs and they weed and they make, you know, he's so proud that that little triangle piece right there by the PNC bank has flowers in it. And and that <laughs> that's just, there's so many ways that you can give back. And I think that leadership yep. in Arundel County is, um, leadership Anne Arundel um, is, is a way to sort of springboard that and do that. And I think that 
you know, I, th- I think the timing is right for me specifically, and that's exactly why. I mean, my kids are all graduated. Uh, I would say they're all employed, but one of them's furloughed at this point. But that's uh, oh, geez. You know, and oh, yeah. but, but well, it's, it's it's fine. But I think that you look at the time that we're living in right now, and as we as we're speaking, we're recording this, but we are living in a stage two COVID world, COVID recovery yep. world. Uh, I don't think racial tensions have ever been as high as they are. Uh, in my lifetime, yeah. and I'm 58, so I mean, I have not seen, at least to the point that I'm able to recognize it, the uh, the tensions and the problems that are there. And I think that you know, the world, the country, the state, the county, the city, and even down to our own neighborhoods do have a lot of challenges coming up. And I think this is a you know a perfect time to get involved. It's you know, we need to have some people step up to the plate. And yeah. I, and I don't know what my role will be ultimately. And uh, I don't think anybody really does. But I mean, I think that we do need to have people uh, instead of just sort of standing there in line, um, hoping that somebody else will step forward needs to do it. Right. Well, and you said learn, earn, return. It's what's so wonderful about that um, is you will be in this class with other people whose parents maybe didn't use those words. But similarly, or, or whether it was their parents or somebody else inspired them to have that kind of approach to life that's what's so neat is it's like your tribe like the your class are people who are drawn to that kind of service as well from however they were inspired so that i love that i will um you know borrow that that learn earn return is so cool and that and there you will be in a class with like-minded people who are looking for their way that they can also then return and the fun thing you talk about like bumper moyers initiatives you know each of the days through you learn about things you never even knew. People, I mean, I was born and raised in Ann Arbor. I lived here almost all my life. I did go to New York City for eight years and I'm very proud to have gotten perspective because we have such a small community here. But, um, but you know, lived here all my life and you go through a day on environment and you learn things you never knew about the environment. Um, so, so the opportunities to have your impact, whether it's picking up trash or whatever it is, are, you know, present themselves through this year. That, that again is what is so magical. You've got people who are, you know, showing up because they want to make a difference. And then you put all these ways that they never even knew existed in front of them. And it's, it's really magical in that regard. We had um, a great example. We just had our agriculture and South County day. Now we never imagined we would be in a COVID world and having to do a virtual agriculture and South County day. You can go to our Facebook page and see some of the, the pictures from that day, which are kind of fun. The, the, what we've all gotten used to the zoom squares, but you see a lamb over the shoulder of one of our presenters because he zoomed with us from his lamb farm at Hollywood Farms. So we had farmers zooming in from all over and um, a really interesting day that was all about agriculture in South County. But some of the responses our class members had no idea the local produce, local meat, you know, local products that they could get from the farmer's markets right here in our community. And even people who had been to certain farmer's markets here locally had no idea what else existed across our agriculture um, community here in, in the county. So just an example of how, you know, even if you've grown up here all of your life, the program is structured such that you will have these light bulb moments throughout the year and be able to graduate going, okay, I, you know, I have more tools in my toolkit to have the impact I want to have in my local community. It's funny you talk about agriculture and the, uh, Anne Arundel Economic Development Corporation just put up recently a a page, which I think is phenomenal, to, specifically yep. for agriculture uh, businesses. Yep. So you can go in and uh, drill down and find out, okay, I want to get local meats. I want to get local vegetables. Yep. And they'll 
tell you what farmers markets are going to be at or when you can go in if they've offer retail hours and what their COVID policies yeah. are and everything else. It's fantastic. Totally. They're part of this day that we put together. So the Anne Arundel, there's a, also the soil conservation office that's in the Anne Arundel County offices on River Road um, are the two who um, volunteer to put the day together for us. So it's all of these days, by the way, this is a really important component, are put together by volunteers. So I'm one of only two actual employees for LAA. The organization is really a just incredible tribe of volunteers who put together, you know, bring their expertise to the table to help, you know, educate the classes to, you know, what what's available in our community. So Anne Arundel Economic Development, um, Lisa Barge has, has been, you know, instrumental in for many years in presenting to, on Ag Day. And then uh, the folks at, at Soil Conservation put together the day, again, you know, going to our local wineries, going to the different... Um, Wait, you know, there's Ag wine involved in this? You didn't, yes. you didn't put this in the, in the, in the syllabus here. Well, so actually funny, you should say, um, uh, last year, so I went through Ag Day last year, right when I had come on board in this role and we went to Doden Winery, um, last year, which was a wonderful way to end the day of Ag Day. Well, this year, of course, we're in this COVID land, so we couldn't go to the winery. We had Thanksgiving farms join us on our Zoom day, but what we've promised, so our response to this COVID challenge as an organization has been to do what we can right now. So we very swiftly uh, shifted to a virtual environment and embraced Zoom and, and did all that for now so that we don't lose the momentum with our current classes. But we also recognize they need to have the in-person opportunity as well. So for instance, we will be doing, um, Anna Cheney actually had, was on with us on Zoom and show, showed us uh, her farm and her permaculture uh, operation in South County, but she'll be hosting a wine dinner in the fall when we're able to be in person um, in the fall or whenever that is. Um, so we're kind of doing a rain check for an in-person that will have um, Anna and Thanksgiving Farm has also you know, volunteered to step forward and, and help us with the wine portion of a wine dinner. Um, so really that approach of what can we do right now with the limitations that we have and what can we look forward to uh, to bring the class together in an in-person environment, you know, as we go further on. So we're very, yes. So yeah. wine involved for sure. <laughs> and local food, you know, does farm to table wine experience to bring the class back together. I'm really looking forward to that. Well, it seems to me that this is really a ability to have people that are interested get in and really have a deep dive into what makes our local world tick. We'll just say like the boundaries of Anne Arundel County because it's called leadership mm -hmm. Anne Arundel, but so yep. that really makes it tick. I mean, I know there's public safety. I know that there's government, yep. there's agriculture, there's uh, business. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's transit and transportation when we look at, yep. you know, BWI is such a hub and everything else as well. We had a phenomenal tour on Economic Development Day. We did a great tour with actually two of my class members back from the class of 06. Um, we did a tour up at BWI and we got on a, we were on a bus at the time and they took us, you know, showed us kind of the Amazon operations there. And, and yes, absolutely. We do all of that. It's a real deep dive into these key areas. It's so much fun. Well, what, <laughs> what is, okay, let's, let's talk about your other program, the Neighborhood Leadership what Academy. Is, what, what is that about? So that came out of flagship. So that was a project. As I mentioned, you know, each flagship class has multiple projects that come out. And about 20 years ago, um, a project was uh, the Neighborhood Leadership Academy. And it was is more of an approach to grassroots leadership. So where um, flagship brings together the government, the individuals, the nonprofits, as I've described, Neighborhood Leadership Academy was founded really to provide 
resources and access for folks in the public housing communities 20 some years ago. It has expanded. It's not necessarily just individuals from the public housing communities, although we still have a great representation from those communities, but we have folks across grassroots who are really looking to get the, again, so much of what we do is about access to resources and relationships. So, you know, who do they need to know to be able to, um, you know, reach out and, and get assistance and, and help for their local initiatives? And what resources are they may not aware of, maybe not aware of that could also help in that regard? Um, so that, that class meets just January to June. So where flagship starts in September, um, Neighborhood Leadership Academy, we are recruiting for that in the fall. And then it starts in January and we have six sessions. And they're on topics like relationship building, um, you know, really understanding the resources that are available. Rob Levitt, who's a, also a graduate of the flagship class, is one of our facilitators. Um, He's he fantastic. He's wonderful. Has Creating Communities is, is his um, nonprofit, and he is a phenomenal facilitator. And he does our opening session with us, and then he just came back recently for a second session with the class. And um, so conflict resolution is one of the topics, um, understanding the history of our community. So there are just more kind of grassroots topics to help people break down barriers, you kind of demystify leadership so that, you know, there's really that access that our local grassroots leaders have to be the difference that they want to be in their community. And then we provide a scholarship for one graduate from NLA. We do a full scholarship to flagship. So there's always somebody who graduates from NLA who goes on to participate in the flagship class. And um, then we start all over again. <laughs> nice. Well, okay. Okay. You mentioned scholarship. So let's, let's talk. I mean, this obviously there is a cost involved in both of these. Um, well, there's a cost involved in flagship. So there's a tuition for flagship and there's a tuition for companies to put people through is a $3,800 investment as tuition. And then for individuals, nonprofits, government entities, uh, that drops to 3050 so that's the full uh, tuition for the year. And that's, again, starts in September, graduates in June. Um, we do offer limited scholarships for flagship up to $1,000 for uh, applicants. So again, if you're you know, a nonprofit and your, your tuition would be $3,050, you can apply for up to $1,000 in scholarship. Um, so that is the flagship program. The Neighborhood Leadership Academy does not have any tuition. It's entirely supported by our membership by sponsors. Uh, we go for grants to support our Neighborhood Leadership Academy. So we don't want really any barriers to NLA participants to be able to get the relationships and, and access to resources that they need. Um, so there's no fee for that. And then that's why then too, we the only full scholarship we offer for flagship is for a graduate who's gone through the NLA program. Now, how many are in the NLA program? For the Neighborhood Leadership Academy, we look for around 20 to 25 people. Um, again, it's a shorter, you know, we only have six sessions. So, you know, to really facilitate some closer personal connecting and that kind of thing in the time that we have available, we look for a smaller class for NLA, but about 20 to 25 in NLA and about 40 to 45 in, in normal circumstances for flagship. It's interesting. I was, we're, on a, we're on a Zoom call and I'm sitting here looking at your banner behind your head and I know <laughs> I see that, uh, you know, some of the people that are the partners with Live Casino Hotel, M&T Bank, mm -hmm. which is, they do more than just stadiums. 
uh, anymore. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> they do an awful lot. They're our bank. Yeah, they're they're we they're very involved in our leadership. We have uh, you know folks not only on our board but in every class of ours from M and T and yeah, yeah really Severn Bank and uh, Liquify Creative, and we've uh, we've worked with them for you know quite a bit. And I know um, Sean Noratel. Uh, sort of came up with this idea of where Annapolis gives in the height of the the COVID situation when everybody yeah. was out of business. Yeah, Sean's a graduate of last year, and um, there are our creative partners as well. Um, Caitlin Wiggins on his team is in the current year class. Um, they're fabulous partners. They're just, as you know, with Annapolis gives, it's just such community minded. Just really always looking for how they can have a positive impact. Very grateful to partner with them. It's um, yeah, and I mean, I think you sit there and you look at. at the history of what's come out of leadership Anne Arundel, you know, I, I don't know if Rob Levitt's uh, creating communities was born out of that or not. But again, you look at uh, bike AAA and, and I don't want to harp on John Corn cause he'll get a big head, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I yeah. mean, I mean the, the advocacy that's come out of that group in just a few short years and really it has been a few short years, but you look at the, the improvements of bike trails, you look at the improvements of, bike mobility and, and everything else. And, you know, sometimes you get tired of hearing about, oh, bike, 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 bike. But, you know, the, the squeaky wheel does get the oil to a point, but and he's really has made a huge difference uh, in the county for those that want to either bike or walk. I mean, the trails are getting built and everything else. So I think yeah. it's, uh, you know, it's pretty phenomenal to be able to do. And I know that that organization has no problem calling up the county executive, whoever that may be. And, yep. and say, hey, this is this is what we want. And that's one of the, you know, one of the things to do. I mean, this is not just somebody, hey, I'm, I'm calling you up to bitch. But, right. you know, this is, it's got some panache to it. I mean, that you've got, well, okay, and I've thought out this, this problem and I have a right. solution. Well, that's a key piece is that when you've gone through a program like LAA and you understand how things fit together, you know, not every session is we don't necessarily present everything being a perfect scenario. You know, that the, there are challenges everywhere. You know, everything's not a neat and tidy package, but you learn when you go through government day or each of the, you know, how things function. So when you're picking up the phone to ask for help, you're coming from an informed place that you, you have a bit of an understanding about how things work. And um, it just facilitates, I think, a more... Um, proactive conversation, you know, a more uh, productive conversation, you know, and certainly John and, and what he's achieved with Bike AAA is a great example, but I think in so many areas too. So in Bike AAA is a great example too, because they, we now do the, the projects that we do in the flagship class, our nonprofit partners are invited to provide a project for coming classes to consider. So Bike AAA presented to the current class. And we'll get to hear next week, we have a um, closing retreat where we'll hear what they've achieved for Bike AAA. So this this initiative that came out of John's experience with LAA gets to come back around and get the benefit of new graduates to continue to help it move forward. Um, so it's this really kind of great circle, you know, local community leaders helping each other to, you know, really achieve the kind of progress that we all want to see in our in our backyard. Well, what, what are the uh, some of the other projects that are coming to fruition now? Um, so I'm going to learn a whole lot about them next week. So I'm not as well versed in them as I could be because we're, I'm really looking forward to their closing um, presentations. But there is one for Hospice of the Chesapeake um, that I'm really excited to hear about. Uh, Arundel Lodge was one of the other organizations this year that had a project in. So in terms of what comes of them, I'll know more next week. But um, the Maryland Reentry and Resource Center and Opportunity Builders are a couple of the other organizations that had a project um, with the current class. And again, some of them, when I went through in 06, our, um, we were tackling transportation. 
which of course is the eternal challenge. So our, our project did not live on past the class of 06, but it was a tremendous tool for us to learn a tremendous amount about organizations that at the time, like ARTMA and other transportation entities that existed, we learned a ton, but our program project did not go past the class. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they really are those educational tools. Um, and other times they're like, like AAA, you know, become their own entities. You mentioned the Maryland um, reentry. Um, mm-hmm. is, there, is, that, does that, is that the same woman that presented at Ignite last year? It is, Vanessa Bright. Yep. Oh, what a what a tremendous presentation that was. Now, I, I will say that Chris Schock is one of the uh, brain children uh, behind <laughs> the Ignite series of talks, which uh, I probably inadvertently and wrongly, incorrectly call them uh, TED Talk lights, but that's a... Uh, <laughs> It's a good way to know what they, yeah, I mean, we, we've referred to TED Talks quite a lot. It's, it's um, the mantra being enlighten us, but make it quick. Um, and we, I have to, full disclosure, did not create Ignite itself. Ignite is an international um, phenomenon that started in California many years ago. Um, I was very fortunate to get to co-found the Ignite Annapolis uh, initiative in 2009 with Jennifer Troy, who um, was the instigator because she, her husband, Dave Troy, had been instrumental in the Ignite Baltimore. Toadnet. Yes. Yes. So he had, he, yeah, he had been instrumental in the early days of Ignite Baltimore. And so Jen said, Annapolis should have Ignite too. So back when I was with the tech council, um, we did the first one in 2009. And then it's a lot, especially then was now that we have a lot more social media and, um, you know, kind of technology tools than we did in 09. There are still a lot of work to produce, but it's somewhat more technically doable than it was in 09. So we, I just didn't have the bandwidth to continue them until about four years ago um, when Liz Thibodeau was instrumental in stepping up with all of her um, incredible talent in video and, and production and was willing to be my partner in crime. And we enlisted, we um, recruited Kathleen Booth, Booth to join us and, and Trish Farrell and Jen Herson. So we're a team of five organizers. And that was, you know, talk about the crazy times we're in. March 12th was supposed to be um, our Ignite Annapolis number five. And it has been on hold since. And really until we can envision being next to each other, um, you know, in close proximity. We had over 600 people had bought tickets. So that's the scale of an event that I'm not sure when we'll be that close together. Um, So hopefully within this year, we're still waiting to see, you know, what makes sense for that. We didn't want to shift that one to virtual because being together is so much a part of the Ignite experience. I agree with you there. Uh, You can get more information for uh, leadership Anne Arundel at leadershipaa.org, right? That's your website? You can, absolutely. And we have um, our calendars there and most everything we do, we welcome. Um, so our alumni are, as I mentioned, the 1400 and some alumni. Uh, we also have members. So some of our alumni choose to invest in membership. And so um, we've got about 300 members and those are all graduates of our program who are invested in membership. But we welcome the general community at large. So there, you know, most of our events you'll see there's a member um, registration or non-member and we welcome the full community, really anybody who's interested in leadership in our community. Um, we welcome them to all of our programs and events. Where do you see leadership Anne Arundel in 10 years from now? What's going to change? Wow. Well, um, so my passion with the organization, you know, in this what drew me to this role is really about our continued alumni education opportunities. So we've had these programs that are, you know, just consistently successful over, over all this time, but we haven't had as many opportunities to draw our 
alumni back in in terms of professional development moving forward. So they, as I've shared, they are constantly serving and creating the, the continuing the pro- flagship program. But there's a huge opportunity to uh, do more leveraging, like, for instance, the Naval Academy, you know, our, our local resources to help our alumni continue to grow. So I would love to see, you know, as we grow five to 10 years of expanded program to continue to serve our graduates in the ongoing challenges. I mean, you know, we started the conversation, we look at what's happening in terms of health, economy, you know, racial injustice in our community. We couldn't have more challenges in our community today. We need to continue to provide resources for our leaders, ongoing education, past the flagship experience um, that can help our leaders, you know, really have the resilience they need to continue to get up every day and do it again. You know, it's, it's, we have no shortage of challenges for our leaders. And so I see LAA as being the go-to source for leaders to continue to get renewed and, um, you know, provide the kind of resources and connections and inspiration that our local leaders need to keep improving our community. Fantastic. Well, the flagship class starts in September, and I know that you said that it's going to be much smaller and more intimate and more social, properly socially distanced this year. Um, yes. I mean, not, not necessarily much smaller. I think 30 is a good, especially with the challenge. I think 30 is going to be a really great size to to get people, you know, really connected. And and um, I'm, I'm very excited about it. I think it's going to be a neat well, I am, dynamic. I, I am kind of too. And hopefully I'll, you know, pass the admissions counselor and whatnot and uh, figure out. <laughs> I'm going to keep you on pins and needles. I'll keep you on pins and needles for a little bit longer. We are going to announce, we, June 30th is the um, is the deadline for applications. So we are still accepting applications in this moment. And then we'll look forward um, at the top of July, uh, you know, really announcing who the, who the new class will be and welcoming them in September. So. Well, but, I am confident that should you be accepted, John, you will <laughs> keep you on pins and needles. You will have a really remarkable year with LAA. I can guarantee well, I, you. I, I hope I am, and I hope I can contribute something to this. And I think that, you know, again, I think this is part of my uh, third part of my learner and return to, mm-hmm. you know, be able to do it. I mean, I've, you know, I try when I can, and now I think I'm in a, in a place where I've got the time and the energy and the, uh, the desire and the, and perhaps the thought to, to put it all together. And I'm um, looking forward to, I encourage anybody else that may want to be interested in it, go on, check them out, leadershipaa.org. And That's us. You can always, um, I imagine you can probably always give Chris Shock a call and she'll be more than willing to talk to you about the programs that they do and, and you know, all the good that they are doing for the community. Absolutely. Um, and I would encourage you to go to find us on Facebook as well, because that's really where we are. Like we talked about Monica Alvarado earlier, you know, we, we can share so many, you know, of the initiatives that our graduates are doing all the time. So check us out on Facebook as well. Fantastic. Well, Chris Shock, thank you very much for your time this morning. I see you're thank drinking you. uh, your Biddy and Bo's <laughs> coffee. Um, yep. which is, uh, for those that don't know Biddy and Bo's, go see them. They're down on Dock Street, a couple doors down from Pips Hot Dogs. Great coffee, better concept. And Megan Young, who's their manager, is actually one of our new leaders we're going to celebrate next week. Um, that Those details are on our website as well. But our new leaders um, reception, well, that will be virtual next week. But Megan Young is their manager for the Annapolis store. So we're excited to get to meet her. Well, I'll tell you, if 2021 rolls around, I don't ever want to hear the word virtual. <laughs> Flatten the curb is another one that can leave. Or pivot. How about pivot? <laughs> pivot and, and pivot. <laughs> there should be there should be a law. We can like smack somebody if they <laughs> use No more the... pivoting. <laughs> Unless we're like ice skating or something like that. But that's right. uh, Chris Shock, thank you very much. LeadershipAA.org <laughs> is the place to go or their Facebook page, Leadership Anne Arundel. 
I encourage everybody to get involved. This is a strange time that we're all living in. I was listening to a podcast this morning who uh, said that when history is written, that our children and our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren uh, are going to be reading about 2020. Mm. And it's... Uh, you know, and and I and I think that's true. I mean, it's going to be a, it's a real strange time that we're in, and it's going to be 2020 and beyond. And I think uh, if you've got any kind of interest in getting involved um, now or down the line, or maybe it's just in the future, this is an organization you want to check out. Absolutely. Thank you, John. This has been an update from Eye on Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Twitter at ionanapolis. And be sure to subscribe to our daily news brief podcast, which is delivered every Monday through Friday to your phone or device at 7 a.m.